hardship and joy. The paradox of difficult things and joy together seems to be part of reality. That the beauty of a birth is mixed with the difficulties of of pregnancy and labor and giving birth. That somehow they're there, and yet the joy of that new life is, is worth it. Why do people have more than one child, you know? That something is so good that it feels worth it. The problem is that we can't always see the end, but we feel the hardship. It's like a, a little child who knows that his mother loves him and then goes to the doctor where this big meanie pulls out a sharp object and wants to poke him with it, and mom seems to be okay with it. Mom doesn't protect him. And yet later on, he can see. Oh, that was actually good for me, and my mother loves me, and so that's why she allowed this pain. Well, for all of us, there's an aspect to that in our lives, that there's incredible hardship and suffering at times, and yet we don't have the the benefit of perspective yet to see what God is doing. And what God invites us to do is to trust him, But what he promises us, what what he wishes to help give us in the meantime, is glimpses of his goodness. And those glimpses help us to continue to trust, to be able to go forward. The the color rose, as I mentioned at the beginning, is, you know, I usually see the the sunset more than I see the sunrise. But, you know, the sky changes colors, and it tells us that something's coming. That it's, it's, about to, it's, it's about to warm up. And so there's, there's, there's hope that's dawning. And so in this third week of Advent, that, I mean, it's nice that Advent's not as long as Lent, and yet we're invited to, to have hope and rejoice already that Christ is that much closer to coming back. And so the entrance antiphon was rejoice. Um, rejoice comes... Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas says that joy is when we possess what we desire. Joy is to possess what we desire. That's why I might desire a steak. Texas Roadhouse has a pretty good one. And I can enjoy that. But then after a little bit, I'm full or the steak's gone. And I'm not, I can't enjoy it anymore. And so objects, things, we might enjoy for a minute but they always falter. Relationships also, I might enjoy being with friends, but then they gotta go finish their paper and, you know, or, or they, they graduate and they move on and I don't have my friends with me anymore. And so I feel, I feel like my joy is lacking because I don't have what I desire. Even, even the, the beauty of marriage that there comes a day when one or the other won't, won't be here. 
And if I found all my joy in this person, well, now I'm just the opposite of joy is sadness. And so what Thomas Aquinas says is that joy, for it to endure, has to be in God. That God is the source of that nice steak and my friend and my spouse. And when I actually delight in God, when I want him, he who is always with me, that I can actually have joy all the time. Joy is different than a feeling. It's a deeper sense of, of just having what I want. And if I want God and I want his will, I can have joy whether I have a stake or don't, if that's his will. Or if my friend's here or they're not, if that's his will. That I want his will and I can find joy in all things. And so as we draw close to this, the end of this semester, we can, we can see the end. We can see the, the light at the end of the tunnel, that the semester is almost over, and yet we might still have a lot of hardship, a lot of hardship right? <laughs> you got papers, finals, that kind of stuff. And the invitation from the Lord is keep going, that he's with us. We see this, this mix of these, these two things with John the Baptist. John the Baptist is pointing the way to Jesus today, and yet John's in jail. And you and I know the rest of the story with John and what happens to him. Here's this great messenger of God. This is awesome. The messenger that's leading us to the Messiah, and yet we know that he's about to be beheaded. And yet what does he do? But he, he points people to the Lord, that the Lord is the one who can help the blind see. Even that they're blind. Why would God allow someone to be blind? Oh, but then they could see. Oh, these lepers are cleansed. You have the hardship of leprosy, and then they're cleansed. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have good news proclaimed to them. That somehow in God, we have death and new life. And what you and I, we, we don't always get to see the new life that's going to come for us, but our Lord's inviting us to trust and to rejoice that our good God has me here and I feel like I'm getting poked with needles in different ways and yet somehow I trust that my good God is actually doing something that's good for me. I was talking to a young lady I know, I was at her wedding a year ago and this week and she shared with me that, I guess I was, yeah, it was Monday, and I hadn't talked to her in a few weeks, and very sadly, about a month ago, she lost her first child. And they knew that this was coming, and they gave birth to the child and held him for a short time before he passed away, that he couldn't breathe on his own. And, and she said she was aware of the closeness of God and Mary. She's like, I wanted Mary to be with me, but I still felt so much pain because, yeah, I, I was so happy to be a mother, and yet there was this sadness and grief of losing my child. And at the same time that I felt this pain, she said, I, I knew that God was there, that God was close. 
and I feel all this love for my child, even my body is telling me to love this child, and I have no child to love. And so God is so good, and yet this is so hard. That's the tension that you and I have, that there's no magic, we, there's no magic answer. We don't know the light that's fully gonna shine, but we know the one who is the light. We know the one who heals, the one who says it's worth it, the one who can redeem all things, who invites us to keep walking forward. I had the, the blessed opportunity yesterday to attend the, the sad but joyful memorial service for Professor Yunsu Kim and her husband Corey Allen, who sadly uh, passed away, it seems, in Thanksgiving, being you know down in Rocky Point. And it was beautiful yesterday to hear of the goodness of these people that I didn't really know personally, and yet how much they loved. Yunsu Kim loved her students, and when she worked overtime to create internships and do all these things, um, they said that this next semester that they needed a professor to teach a class, but rather than just add one more class to the, to the professors, Yunsu Kim said, I will teach it. And that, you probably know the story, um, sad but beautiful story of how they're kayaking Rocky Point and the weather started turning bad so the father Corey brings his daughter back to shore and then says I'm gonna go get my wife and he heads back into the bad weather to go get his wife to never return that his last act was of generosity and selflessness that how that captures the goodness of these two people. And it makes me think that, that if, this, if this man is so willing to give all for the ones he loves, that how much more confidence and faith we can have in, in Jesus Christ, the one who promises, the one who is God and says, I will come back. That any ailment, any difficulty that we find ourselves in, that he will make right. And that even when I find myself in the storm, in the suffering and sadness, that I know that somehow this is his will, that he's doing something now that's for my good. That even in pain and difficulty, I can still find a reason to rejoice.